been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Gene. Today is June 21st, 2021, and this is episode 40. We want to thank you for taking this magical journey with us into all things Disney. We have a fun episode today. The crew will be discussing what we'd like to add to Disney's boobash if we were in charge. And uh, we also have all the latest Disney news and info. But first, let's do the Disney Underground roll call. The Disney Underground roll call. First, we got the besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Hi! Hi! Ho! It's so good to have you back. I feel yeah. I, I feel so blessed that the show was in awesome hands last week for Dan. I was I was afraid I was going to get Wally Pip for who doesn't know that reference. We know, the, up, we know the Google Wally Pip reference. So that, I don't I don't know if everybody does. It's a sport reference. If you don't know it, Google it. I thought I was going to get Wally Pipped, and I just want to say uh, thank you so much, Dan, for filling in and doing a tremendous job. You know, I, if I was you, I'd go solo, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, but listen, and uh, I, I love listening. It was I, – I couldn't be more proud of, of, of my crew, man. I love you guys, and I think you guys did an excellent job. As we're saying that, let's bring it to sunny Miami, Joey. Yeah. How you doing? Listen, we uh, I did miss you. I'm glad you're back. Dan, as I mentioned last week, did outstanding. Was it was it was it weird listening to the show with you not on it? I really enjoyed it, man. Like I thought it was great. It didn't feel any different than me not being on it. I thought it was. Um, it, I'll say the only thing it did do is make me miss you guys even more. Well, Dan, listen. Since he says that you know he enjoyed it, it makes the transition easier that you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was a good time. We rallied, but it, it was de- definitely different. So we're glad you're back, Gene. I thank you guys so much for taking over for the week, not only for the show too, but for all the work that you guys all do in between episodes and stuff. I really, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate it. And you guys have had my back since day one. So I really do like, I can't even describe it in words. And I hope you guys, you guys know though. And of for course. anyone listening at home. First time I've heard anything out of your mouth. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, and, and yeah, just for, I guess for the listeners at home, I, um, I'm not down there right now. I actually had to come back to New York. As I got down there, I found out there was some medical issues that I had to take care of. So I, before I could even get on a Florida episode, I actually had to come all the way back to New York. So I actually came back to New York yesterday and I will actually have to have surgery in a couple weeks. And hopefully I will be back down in Florida August 1st. It's just a little blip on the, on the radar, as they say. Um, but I will be back up here for about a month or so. Uh, there'll be a couple episodes where I won't be in just because covering from surgery. So Dan will take over those episodes. We might have a, uh, someone fill in as a guest on, on one or two of those. But, um, yep. So I am back in New York again. Why don't you record, why don't you just record live from the hospital bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they come and do your. They come and do your checks. You, you know, you do your 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 bedpan fees, and you know. Well, maybe that will happen. We'll see. But not nah, <laughs> sponge bath, Mister Castillo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Like, you know, like I said, I, I know the show is in good hands. Uh, it's in great hands when I'm not here. So I, you know, I, I have no fear of, of leaving it with me not, not being on it. And uh, again, 
it just it just thinks I get down to Florida. I'm getting <laughs> settled. Everything's away. I got the all my clothes away. Everything my office area is set up. Everything's done. Everything's away. And then that very next Friday, I get a call from my doctor saying, "Yeah, we we, we got to take care of this, and you got to have uh, you got to have your thyroid removed. Something that everybody wants to hear from their doctor, right?" So I'm back in New York to take care of that. I'll do a little recovery and then I'll be back down to Florida. I think no later than August 1st. It all just depends on scheduling stuff. So I have my, my consultation set. I'll have my, at that point, I'll find out my surgery date and away we go. And, um, so I won't miss too much time, but I will have to be in New York for a little bit more time, but. There is a bright side in the silver lining. I get to spend some time with Zoe. There, there you oh. go. And I don't, I don't know if I told you guys, but for people at home who know how I love to feed the animals in my neighborhood and how I have- They must have flipped out. I have four peacocks. Well, guess what? We now have six peacocks because Mama oh. Peacock had two babies. Did I show you guys the pictures? If I haven't, I will. They're little chicklets. They're little peacock chicks. <laughs> and I'm in love. I've already, I've already, I've just met them today and I'm in love already. Look at how happy he is. Oh. We want to thank Magical Travel by Brian for- sponsoring the Disney Underground. The Disney Underground is proudly brought to you by Magical Travels by Brian. You can contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travel by Brian can help you not only book your Disney vacation, but also help you book much, much more. Universal Studios vacations, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruises, corporate travel. They can help you book your destination weddings, even Disney destination weddings. They're going to get you the best price on, on your trips, and that's a promise. And you know what the best part of it is, Dan? What is the best part of their services? It's free! That's right. They are completely free. It's a no-brainer. It doesn't cost a cent for the info. Reach out to Magical Travel by Brian. You can check them out on their website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. Email brian at magicaltravel.com and by phone, 1-800-883-1535, extension double nickel 55. Uh, and Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N. So yeah, we want to say thank uh, Brian for being on. He, he was great on the show last week too. I really enjoyed listening to him come on and, and give some pretty cool info as far as booking a trip. You guys had some great questions for him. Uh, it was a great segment so um thank you brian for giving us some time last week i think that helps out people yeah, yeah. it does especially with the, the q a that you guys did it would just make sense to do it you know i also want to give a couple shouts because why i i'm back in new york i did spend two weeks in florida getting settled and, and meeting up with some people first let me give I just want to give some thank you some shout outs real quick before we get into the show first i want to thank reed from gideon's bakehouse and owner steve you guys took care of me this past week you hooked me up i wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart i got myself my gideon candle i got some cookies Love that candle uh, and the cookies, man. Oh, the candle's amazing. I'm, I actually have it on now. But I just want to say, Steve, and then Reed, one of the employees at Gideon's, thank you so much for a uh, for really hooking me up and, and, and taking care of me. I appreciate it. Also want to give a shout out to Morgan Stark, um, who will probably join us from time to time again on the show. Uh, really cool. We uh, we got some projects that we're going to probably be lining up for like end of summer, early fall that we might be doing together. So look out for that. So just want to give a shout out to Morgan Stark from Just Some Magic. And also uh, Joel Bergman from WDWNT. And uh, one last uh, shout out I want to give is Jeremy from Cast Conversations who's been on the show before as a guest from the Cast Conversations podcast he actually I want to also congratulate him he just went back down to Florida he also is down there now and he is a Disney College program person again so oh, there you go. Uh, yeah so he'll and he's he, he might be joining us soon too we talked about him coming on and telling us he's actually going to be working one of the, the kiosks for the Food and Wine Festival oh, so beautiful. what better to have him on than to yeah. tell us about some of the stuff at the Food and Wine Fest I was hoping to do an episode from the opening of the Food and Wine Fest as it turns out now I may not be back in Florida in time to do that because of surgery. Uh, so maybe we can have him at the beginning of the uh, of the festival. Otherwise, you'll probably catch me from a, doing a live episode from there, maybe mid-August at this point. But I want to say good luck to him and congratulations for, for going back to the Disney College program and, and working with Disney again. Yeah, man. So those are 
just just a couple of shout outs I want to kind of give. Oh, you know, I'll give one more other shout out because they're not Disney people, but they hooked me up with some food when I was down there. They might be my meal prep guys, man. Fit and prep. I know a lot of people are eat, afraid of eating vegan. I actually went vegan the two weeks that I was down there. And let me tell you something. It wasn't just salads. Everyone's always just like, oh, I can't just eat. They, if anyone that lives in the, in the central Florida area, look up fit and prep. They, they do the, the meal plans, the, um, the meal preps, and you can get either keto, vegetarian, uh, pescatarian. I went with the vegan plan where they get, they get me 10 meals. The food is absolutely phenomenal. You don't even feel like you're eating healthy because you're, you're stuffed at the end, but not bloated. Just, just feel really nice and full. And the food is phenomenal. Again, anyone that's living in the central Florida area that's listening, check them out if you're looking for good, healthy meal plans all right what's next wolfgang puck <laughs> i'll tell you what though what kind of trees have fingers there we go i don't even know what palm trees you know i should have came up oh, oh yeah. That. yeah skip we the drop skip the drop of the pen just went right to the hand clap man listen i should have came up with that i should have been able to figure that one out so it's a, it's a good one uh, no not bad not bad all right so without further to do let's let's hit that disney news All right, so let's start over with Joey. Joey, what do you got in the news? So for Disney News this week, uh, Disney's announced that if you haven't heard, Disney uh, is bringing back the fireworks. Uh, they'll finally be returning to Walt Disney World and Disneyland very soon. As of July 1st, 2021, guests will be able to enjoy the Happily Ever After show at Magic Kingdom and the Epcot Forever show at Epcot. Disney has not yet announced when Epcot's new fireworks show, Harmonious, will debut. Guests at Disneyland Park will once again be able to enjoy the Mickey's Mixed Magic show starting on July 4th, 2021. Disney has also announced that the show will be presented nightly throughout the summer, but the Mickey's Mixed Magic website says that fireworks will occur on select nights only. So obviously the fireworks is a big deal. Everybody was saying this, they're hoping they were going to come back and it did make sense since 4th of July is coming that they were going to start doing this right around that time. So, you know, so this is awesome. I mean, listen, it, this is a big part of continuing to get back to normal more and more. So, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. My question is, and I know we spoke about how they're not really adding fireworks to Boobash, it seems like, right? Right. So my question is on nights where they close the park at seven o'clock for Boobash, does that mean there's not going to be fireworks those night that those nights because it's still during the summer it's still going to be light out at seven o'clock right I know what's there the game plan been. well think about it I mean I don't know but I do know this it's been that way for a while and they seem to be getting along just fine so maybe on those nights they're like we're just not having anything yeah, well that's yeah so. don't you think they meant they would have the fireworks just not special fireworks well like that's the thing they, okay. They, Maybe. Yeah. And they, I did see something that mentioned that they weren't doing anything special. Does that mean that they're going to have fireworks that night? It sounds like it. So but it'll be just the generic everyday fireworks show during the boobash. So exactly. Which, okay. by the way, that makes still, sense. Which is still very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just not the special one that they do for, you know, for Boobash. All right. Also, Disney's made some changes to their mask and social distancing policies, which I know everybody's anxious to hear about. They have taken effect as of June 15th. Um, masks will become optional. Here's the, here's the caveat for fully vaccinated guests in most of the areas in Disney World. Face masks will still be required for all guests on Disney transportation, including the buses, monorails, and the skyline. So Disney will not be requiring guests to show proof of vaccination. There's your, <laughs> your kicker uh, but disney does expect guests who are not fully vaccinated to continue wearing masks in all indoor locations and upon entering and exiting throughout all attractions and transportation so disney has also announced that they will be relaxing social distancing guidelines they note this will be still visible in places like queues shops restaurants attraction boarding transportation and in theaters 
Okay, so if you are one of the many people that have been eagerly awaiting for the New Space 220 restaurant in Epcot to open finally, uh, then we may have some good news for you. The Patina Restaurant Group, which is the organization that will be running Space 220, has indicated that the restaurant is preparing for a fall opening. So now, as we've seen before, uh, this planned opening can always be delayed, but hopefully Space 220 will be open on time for the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration starting on October 1st. I hope this opens up. I think it's been ready for quite a while, actually, from what I understand. Or maybe because my understanding is they had finished this a while ago and it's kind of been on hold because of everything that's going on. But yeah, this thing looks pretty neat in the way they're doing this. I love where they put it and obviously the whole tech behind it and how the you know the windows work and it's almost like you're going up to a space station and stuff. What are you going to say? Theming of Space 220 sounds so awesome. I just hope that the food is actually going to be on par right. with the theming because that's always sometimes you always got to wor- worry about is do they just put all their efforts into the theming and then leave subpar food? I'm hoping that the food is going to match the theming because the theming sounds phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. It really, it sounds spectacular. So yeah, a lot of spectacular. It's uh, similar to what they're doing in the uh, in the hotel, you know, the the Star Wars hotel. So yeah, it'd be very really cool to see this. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right, so up next, uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge will be reopening to guests as of August 26th. Uh, the resorts open opened its villas to the Disney Vacation Club or DVC members last summer, but will now be opening for all guests. So that's another big one. This is one of the major resorts, obviously super popular. I've stayed here. Anyone that hasn't definitely recommend it. It's awesome. That's good to see. This is just more stuff. And then more good news for Animal Kingdom fans. A new animal print Disney spirit jersey uh, is coming. The latest spirit jersey is leopard print, a black yoke with fabulous leopard print sleeves. So on the front, on the front side, Mickey's pictured wearing leopard print shorts and the jersey's been spotted. (laughs) Play on words there. uh, At Disney's Animal Kingdom. Definitely check it out. Cool. Lots of leopard. I did not, but I sure do love me a good leopard print. Yeah. Yeah. And their jerseys, when you get good prints on the jersey, the jerseys are pretty cool. I know Sammy's got quite a few of them, so they're pretty cool. And then next, we've got tickets uh, for the Disney After Hours Boobash are now available to purchase by all guests. If you're interested in attending, then you should buy your tickets as soon as possible because some dates are already sold out, including Halloween itself, October 31st. So, I mean, this thing, people were going crazy for this, and we talked about this last week with Brian. People are going crazy for this no matter what. Super expensive. Looks like this year we're going to probably pass on it because of that. Just because of the hours and stuff. I'm not really with that. I'm not knocking anybody that wants to do it. I mean, hey, if you got the money to spend and you really want to, you know, go ahead. I know they haven't had anything. They didn't have anything last year. So it's something, you know. So I don't blame people if they're doing that. So, yeah. What else? What else? Yeah. So we also got Mickey Mouse has been reimagined as a Mylar balloon backpack. The Disney icon is recreated in die cut figural appliques on the front of the Loungefly mini backpack. The front zipper pocket features his iconic shorts and unzip the main compartment to reveal an interior lining starring Mickey and Minnie as balloons. And you can find the new Mickey Balloon Loungefly bag now at boxlunch.com. Okay, next up, we got uh, Disneyland announced that they're now allowing out-of-state guests, Gene, uh, to enter the parks. So if you're one of the many out-of-state fans who've been looking to check out the newly opened Avengers campus, then now is your chance. Speaking of Avengers, the Avengers Black Widow movie will have a theatrical release on July 9th, and it will also be available on Disney Plus Premiere Access for an additional charge. But if you plan on waiting until it's available free, you'll be happy or not happy to hear that you're going to have to wait <laughs> <laughs> all the way until October 6th. Yeah, that's a wait. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, and I was kind of hoping this would be one of the ones that were going to be not not with the Premiere Access code. I'll tell you what, from what I've read, they said that uh, it's really good. 
Like they were comparing it from what I read, they were comparing it to the James Bond movies, but some of the best of them. Really? Very yeah. Which is very interesting. Impressive. Yeah. Don't you feel that's kind of a too long though for Disney Plus? I mean, that's yeah. like three months. Yeah. Quite a bit. Like what's, when does Corella become free on Disney Plus? Like July, right? Next month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only like a month. So yeah, it's kind of, and this is a movie that was supposed to come out like a year ago. So they really pushed it back. Maybe they're they're thinking it's going to be bigger. They probably just know that there's such a huge buildup for, for this film that they're like, you know what? We can get money out of it. Let's, let's, let's do it. We're also getting kind of spoiled. I mean, with the whole streaming. You're right. You're 100% right. I don't think so. Yeah, we are. Like, my statement alone is proof of that. Like, what do you mean? Three months is too long for. Yeah, we're gonna watch it at home. First world problems, right? You know what it is too is like you look at all the if you look at the shows that are movie quality shows, the Marvel shows, and those are free. So you're getting like a short movie every week when you get uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now Loki, it's Wandavision. So I, I I think they look at it like they are giving us a bunch of free stuff. That's where they figure they can get away with it. Plus, you know what? What makes it a lot easier to want to pay for that is it is because it's a three month thing. Like I, if it was a month, I might have been able to wait a month to see Black Widow. But if it's three months, I'm like I'm probably gonna get I'm probably gonna get the act the. Yeah, plus they are giving it to us that we can watch it at home. We just got to pay for it. So it's not like they're not giving us that opportunity right away. And you know, one thing, when we went to Cruella, I couldn't believe (laughs) it's been a long time, you know, for movies, how much that movie was going to cost us. And suddenly the premiere access did not seem like much. Really? Let me ask you this. It cost us more to go to the theater. I was just going to say, since it's just you two, how much do you think you spent? Probably double? 60? With like popcorn and stuff? Or what yes. do you mean? Well, it was 30 for the tickets. Yeah, it was like almost 60 bucks. Yeah. There you go. Oh. That was a shot in the dark. I figured it's going to be about that. Yeah. So there you go. But I guess the experience of going to the theater. And- yeah, for sure. I mean, we were going to go to that for sure. But it just kind of reminded me how that premiere price tag <laughs> isn't really that much when you're thinking about it. Also, we've got Disney's Hotel New York. The Art of Marvel at Disneyland Paris will be opening its doors on June 21st. The resort will pay tribute to the home of so many Marvel superheroes and the artists that created them. Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel will offer premium comfort, personalized services, while celebrating New York City's culture and vibrant energy. Styled as a New York art gallery, there'll be over 350 pieces of artwork on display spanning both comics, movies, created by more than 110 artists from Europe and beyond. This will be one of the largest publicly viewable collections of Marvel artwork in the world. That's nuts, right? It is. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, when you cool. think about that and those numbers, I mean. Yeah. All, right. All right. So taking it over to Stephanie. All Steph, right. what do we got? I got some really good stuff. The new Beauty and the Beast prequel series that will be coming to Disney Plus has confirmed the cast. Yay. Luke Evans and Josh Gad will be reprising their roles from the 2017 live action film as Gaston and LaFou, Louis. Newcomer <laughs> Brianna Middleton play the female lead as Louis's stepsister, Tilly. For three decades, this tale as old as time has inspired generations of fans around the world, stated Michael Paul, President Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. We can't wait to welcome our guests back to the magical and musical world of Beauty and the Beast for an all-new chapter with LaFou, Gaston, and a fantastic new cast of 
characters. I know we talked about this show before. I can't wait to see what they really come up with for the the plot of the show. It's crazy the shows that are that they're starting to create. Uh, you know, when when we first were looking, you know, when we were first getting Disney Plus, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we're gonna get the collection of Disney movies and the animation movies, but I never thought it was going to be the series after series after series. Right. You know what it's become? It's all been good. Like Loki outstanding. At least the first two episodes. But just everything has been it's crazy. And they just keep coming up with this stuff. It's become, remember what the 90s, was it the 90s? No, more like it's like the early 2000s. Like HBO on Sunday nights was like, can't miss TV. It was like Sopranos or The Y. It was always like, it, it shows. For like the longest time, HBO basically like ran the Emmys with their shows that they put out. And it was like HBO, no matter what time of year it was, it was like Sunday night was can't miss on HBO. You had to watch HBO Sunday night. That's becoming Disney Plus now with the content they put out. It's like every time of the year, there's going to be a show that is must-see TV. You know, right now it's Loki. A month ago it was went, went to Soldier, uh, Falcon and went to Soldier. When this comes out, this is going to be Can't Miss TV. Mandalorian was Can't Miss TV. They really are now kind of really upping it. And it's not even like your traditional, when you think Disney, oh, princesses. And it's, they got all these other things now that they own that they're putting out that are just hit series. Um, like even this isn't your typical, even though it's, it's based on a Disney princess film, it's not that same generic Disney princess kind of show. It's, you're getting like the backstory of other characters. Yeah. So it, it can really appeal to, with so many more people, I think. And I really feel like Disney Plus is becoming, not even becoming, it already is, it's been what that HBO was in the early 2000s where, you know, one, you know, for three months it was Sopranos, then for the next three months right. you had The Wire, and then for the next three months it was the Entourage, and the next three months, I mean, they had hit after hit after hit every every Sunday. It was, it was, it was Can't Miss TV, and that's really what Disney Plus is becoming as well. Yeah, you know, it's scary how much this opens up. Like yeah. so many different shows to have a prequel. Or I was going to say, prequels. yeah, you know, it's also amazing too. And this is a lot of times what's put it over the top. They are literally getting the original actors from the movies to get in these series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm unheard of a lot of times the movies you fall in love with you fall in love with the characters and actors that were doing them at the time so you know even for mandalorian bringing back not just boba fett but to bring back the actual original actor who did boba fett back then that type of stuff is you know it's crazy even more than that it's like who they got to write and produce mandalorian mm-hmm. and now yep. josh gad is actually one of the writers and producers on this so when you yeah. get those you know disney or like star wars fans that are so in it and now they're a part of the actual content of those shows mm-hmm. oh my gosh the stakes just rose yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, if you think about it it's 100 what's funny too is especially regarding the marvel and avengers most of them most of those characters already had movies you know like actual you know feature films yeah. and now they're going back and literally giving them feature series now if you think yep. about it except obviously black widow is now getting her movie but you know obviously loki and, and obviously wandavision like it's crazy that they're starting to kind of go back that way you know if you kick it back to the regular tv back in the 80s or 90s whenever they did a, a show based on a movie they never like, like like joey said they never you never got the actual actor from the movie series from the series of movies right. to do a tv show because I think especially back then, now I don't think it's looked upon as a step down, but there was a point in time where if you did a TV series, but you were a movie star, that was a step down. You would never do a, a, a if you were a big movie actor, you never did a TV series. That was right. a step down. It's not looked upon that way anymore. Well, no, look at the production value of these things. I mean, my mm-hmm. God, they're, they're like movies. Even if you had a guy that played the role really good, it would still feel less than, it would almost be like this is a bootleg version of the film. Sure. And it wouldn't feel, it, it wouldn't be right. Like if they got, 
somebody else to play Sam Wilson and, and the Winter Soldier for Falcon there, and Winter yeah. Soldier, they could you could get guys that play those roles perfectly, but it still would feel different because it's not the guys that we've seen play those roles in the movies. And it would feel like, again, it would feel like a bootleg Marvel series. And so kudos to, to what Disney Plus has done. They've made them want to come crossover to a show series. Or here, because look at Monsters Inc. getting... Or yeah, Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah, exactly, there you go. Literally getting Goodman and Crystal. Yep. That's amazing. That's even different because you're not seeing them actually. So, you, you know, it, 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 with the other ones, you're actually seeing the person. With the cartoon series, it would have, it, it, it's, you're not seeing the actual, it's an animated series. You're not seeing the actual person, yep. but it still would have taken so much away if that wasn't Billy Crystal doing the voice. And if that wasn't Goodman. Um, John Goodman, I mean, yep. it would have been, even though it, it, you wouldn't have seen them, it, you still would have felt the difference. Like you see a lot of times when you see a movie, Disney does it all the time. They have these movies and then they have a TV series on like the Disney channel. You know, they did it with Tangled. They've done it with, with, what was the one with Cusco? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. Um, the Emperor's New Groove. So they've done a lot of shows, a lot of movies that they made into show series on for the for the Disney Channel before doing Disney Plus. But the one thing they always they never did was always get the name brand actors that they had playing the roles in the movie. So you would have David Spade in the movie, but it would be another guy playing the voice of Cusco on the show. And same right. thing with with all of them because they did it a bunch of times. And it just takes away from the show to the point where like I love those movies, but I wouldn't even bother watching the show. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can't deny Disney Plus has really built a reputation because these people aren't only coming because they like their role or they like the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the perception of Disney Plus now is kind of like Joy said, it's very different and it's only going to get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. And I think right. what they're standing for in these shows, I mean, it's it's a standard, you know, you could expect. And I think it's really pulling people in. Yep. Yeah. Tremendous value. Yes, for sure. If you or someone you know is a fan of the classic Disney World attraction, It's a Small World, then you will want to head over to Uptown Jewelers in the Magic Kingdom to check out the new Dooney and Burke collection. They have a new collection? They have a new collection. finally, right? Yeah. It's like every other day. Like, where did they go? (laughs) I forgot about them. JK. They've saturated the market. That's okay, though. Anyway, but this new collection is dedicated to this beloved attraction. The collection will include a satchel, tote, and a wallet. So you should definitely stop and check that out. I haven't seen those yet. I haven't either. I haven't either, but I, I, I'm sure it's going to be pretty cool. I like a lot of the Dooney Burke stuff. Um, I'm surprised Dooney Burke hasn't played itself out with all the bags that they like. Yeah, you know, that they put out because it's lit, like we we're just joking about. It's like every other week they release a new bag, if, or at least it feels that way. It, yeah, it does. But it works. I mean, listen, it's, they're still pretty. They're still popular. It's not like it's it's mm-hmm. not like it got played out. So I guess go with it if it works. All right, Disneyland president Ken Puttrock announced that the Disneyland band has started performing again. Yay! The Disneyland band has been performing at Disneyland since 1955. 19 double nickel. Get it right. (laughs) 19 double nickel. And it still draws quite a crowd. In addition, the citizens of Buena Vista Street are back entertaining guests oh. at California at Disney's California Adventure. Even more entertainment options are already preparing to return to the parks. Five and Dime, along with the Pearly Band and the Main Street USA piano player in Disneyland, were specifically mentioned as coming back Ooh, soon. That's a good sign, because that yeah, only buddy. hopefully means good signs for Walt Disney World. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's coming it's back coming. though. That's coming. Next up, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is now once again offering the full Mickey Mouse short experience with the ride's pre-show reopening to guests. 
The perfect picnic pre-show is a critical part of the attraction, setting up the story for the adventure, which has been missing since the park reopened from the COVID-19 shutdown. The one and a half minute long pre-show sees guests pass through the movie screen with special effects and into the animated world of the Mickey Mouse short. Wow, that would have been a bummer not to see that. Super it, bummer. Very much like the Haunted Mansion not getting yeah. seen, right? Yeah. yeah. So happy it's back because it is you know we've been on you know we've been on a few times during the pandemic and uh yeah you just kind of bypassing it so it's kind of like man it's a cool little thing that you miss and it's funny because you don't think much about that stuff when you're doing it but then when they take it away you realize how much that stuff really adds to the uh to the to the attraction so how about you know the railway had barely been open so it's Mm -hmm. it's yeah that oh we don't get that part it's like you have a lot of people i'm sure had never experienced it before that's the so thing now they don't even know what they're missing you know what i mean yeah and it's a complicated plot that railway <laughs> oh, really? so you kind of need <laughs> sure. well, you but you know what but dan's right though it, it'll make it a whole new experience for the millions of people that have wrote it without that pre-story so it'll it be is, like a whole new experience so it is kind of cool it's almost like it's it's almost like it's like getting reimagined even though it's not getting reimagined you know they're like plus and it is it is true, and especially Haunted Mansion, that type of stuff. The whole beginning part there is pretty much half the ride. I mean, that's mm-hmm. half the experience that you're missing. I feel bad for the people, though, that had to go on the railway that were huge movie ride fans. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't get that other part to maybe help justify that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. All right, what's next? Shopping. Right. Disney Springs will be extending its operating hours later this month as Walt Disney World continues its return to more normal operation. Walt Disney World's shopping and dining district is currently operating from 10 a.m. daily, closing at 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, and 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Beginning June 27, 2021, Disney Springs will move to an 11 p.m. close Sunday. Late night. Late night, and that will be Sunday through Thursday, and at eleven thirty, close Friday and Saturday. Late at night, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> opening will remain the same at ten a.m. with parking lots opening at nine a.m. It's pretty cool bringing the real nightlife back to Disney Springs. Yeah, Mr. Maserati's gonna be out there in his oh, little God. shorts. I've never caught him in the, ever in the Springs person in person. Really? Yeah, it's like one. Of, he's like my white whale. <laughs> Who caught a whale? Michael Jordan caught a dolphin. I heard that. <laughs> but no, yeah, I've, I've never caught this guy in person. I've seen videos. I see, I, 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 I could never caught him there. I can't wait till I've I I've never him. seen him in person either. I just love him so much. Yeah, he's cool. I want to dance with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then on that high note, did you? Yep. What do we got, Dan? All right. Well, this is kind of odd, but cool, I guess. Disney Plus has announced that original series premieres will move from Fridays to Wednesdays. With the wild success of Marvel Studios' Disney Plus original series Loki, Disney Plus has decided to move premiere dates from Fridays to Wednesdays for new episodes. Per a report shared by Variety, according to an individual with knowledge of the situation, the decision will apply to all scripted, unscripted, and animated series going forward. Disney Plus original movies will continue to be released on Friday. Fridays. Likely the change is to allow Disney Plus subscribers to enjoy new content without having to pick and choose between watching new movies 
and shows on Friday. Weird, right? It's a gift and a curse, I really feel like. Because yeah, right. so if you have nothing to do on a Wednesday, it's it would be nice to be able to get a jump on the show, like instead of having to wait until Friday. But yeah. either way, it's still the same amount of days from episode one to episode two to episode three to you know. So really, in all reality, you're not really getting it that much sooner until the only really for the first episode, it's like you're getting a break on it because after that, they still come out seven days each. My other thing is where I feel like I find it to be unfair is if you're one of these people that works long hours Monday through Friday and can't watch it until the weekend, you got to spend three or four days avoiding spoiler alerts online. Yeah, that's true. Like there's a lot of these shows that are a lot of these big shows. As soon as people watch it, they're already they're hitting TikTok, Twitter, Instagram about what's going on. And instead of, you know, if you get home on a Friday and you're like, all right, well, I can watch it Friday night or maybe Saturday night. You only have like a day or so to worry about. But now you actually have three or four days to kind of avoid hearing yeah. anything about it if you don't want to be spoiled. So to me, I, I kind of feel bad for those people. I'll probably say, well, make sure I watch it on a Wednesday. I'll I'll feel bad for those that really don't have the ability to wait till, to, to watch it on a Wednesday and have to wait. I've always kind of liked lately with the Fridays that I kind of made it a routine of when I get up Saturday mornings, I'm watching my shows like Big Shot, mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks. It's kind of it's kind of like a new version of Saturday morning cartoons back when you were a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. What and a- like you mentioned with the the spoiler, there's no chance because you're doing other things Friday night. You're not looking really at social media. You get up and you watch a show, especially like that was rough, man. When I was waiting on the Mandalorian, oh yeah, whole series. Yeah, I don't know how you got I through it because it. there's been some. I mean, I think we even spoiled stuff at times because you can't help it sometimes. Listen, I don't. I'm not like against it. I just I can understand where if some people weren't cool with it because of that. Yeah, fair. I get it. You want to yeah. blame somebody? Blame Loki. <laughs> Moving wow. into. Sad news. Actor Ned Beatty, voice of Lotso from Toy Story 3, has passed away. Best known for his role as the Lotso Huggin' Bear in Disney Pixar's Toy Story 3, he is most known for playing Bobby Tripp in the movie Deliverance with one of my faves, Burt Reynolds. Never heard of him. Beatty, oh. Beatty received only one Oscar nomination as a supporting actor for his role as corporate executive Arthur Jensen in 1976's Network. Beatty died Sunday of natural causes at his Los Angeles home, according to his daughter, Blossom Beatty. I love Ned Beatty. He always he was John Goodman's father in Roseanne, yeah. a little sidekick to uh, Lex Luthor in Superman. Superman, um, yeah. yeah. He uh he was in a bunch of cool um a bunch of cool movies. Yeah. So on to some questionable news, Stephanie. Oh boy. Oh boy. I knew you guys know how big a fans I am of Chippendale, and I should be losing my mind that a new Chippendale Park Life animated series is finally coming to Disney Plus this summer. The popular chipmunks will be making their Disney Plus debut on Wednesday, July twenty eighth. The new trailer can be seen on YouTube now. Okay. That's great news. It is and it, it is. It sounds great. Yeah. Now, if if the show is awesome, we'll see. But the the art, the animation. Oh. Yeah, I saw all the-, the new stuff and it's it they don't look I feel anything like Chippendale except for the noses and the two teeth. I mean, they really don't look oh, like they they, um, they changed the animation on them. I saw I the, like the new I, style. I, I, it's I like railway. That art style works awesome for Mickey and stuff, and even Goofy, and like that's at least for me it does. But yeah, this one here, when I saw the artwork, I was like, ah, I got to see it first. Yeah, I will say there's not much for a trailer, really. It's not that long, and and if the if the writing of the show is really good and funny, it, right. it could save it for me. So I'm not making judgments. I'm just I was a little disappointed because if you look at it like a still from the video, you're like, kind of doesn't really look like Chippendale, Ooh. right? See what I mean? Ooh. But we'll see. I'm open. 
Listen, Disney Plus has put out some really good stuff, so I'll give it a chance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Chippendale, so I'm going to give them their, their due. All right. So on to this week's <laughs> Jungle Cruise news. A new sucking, sunken boat has been added to the hippo scene at Disney World's Jungle Cruise. As your boat turns the corner after leaving the falls, guests get a glimpse of the sunken boat in what appears to be the result of a hippo attack. Imagineers are showing a real sense of humor with this addition considering that an actual jungle cruise boat omakandi bertha did actually take on water with guests on board and partially sank disney has said that the ride will be completed later this summer and will remain in operation throughout with no closures needed like we mentioned last week it's kind of amazing that they don't really have to close it and can still get all this done yeah so that's crazy. that's what we said it's like yeah i remember i don't know if they're like pulling that off I never heard from anybody if they're pulling that off overnight or if it's a gradual thing that you would never notice. Like, I can't imagine that Disney was like half of that totem pole that they're on yeah. was left half done and, yeah. and people were going by it. But right, right. I would like to know. This is interesting. Walt Disney World annual pass holders can now show their love <laughs> or two fan favorite characters on their mobile devices. As we previously pro- reported on the Magic Mobile designs, now dun, 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 the Orange Bird and Figment oh, have joined boy. the lineup of Disney Magic Mobile Pass design, both exclusive to pass holders. Did I call this or what? You I actually it. said it. Orange Bird card. Like, this is exactly what I was talking you about. You did. You called And I don't know if they're listening to us because lately things we talk about seem to pop up after you know? we talk about them. Right? We're, either, we're either that good or someone's listening. Either one, I'll take. Hey, let's yeah. absolutely code reopening in <laughs> in Fantasyland Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that would that, that would definitely prove it. So that's cool. I mean, it's it's only a pass holders. We'll see what starts blowing up out of this. Mm-hmm. How did Orange Bird get to be synonymous with annual pass holders, like our magnet that we have? I don't. I don't think it did. I just really no, because it's like part of the flower and garden, and that has nothing. Yeah. To do. And and I feel like they changed like they always have. I feel like every year they change up the new magnet and sticker for annual pass, which yeah, something right. different. Right. So like it, it was probably just his turn. I, I I do think they need, and I I know Dan's always said it, so I'm kind of just regurgitating Dan's opinion on it. Is I do think they do need more Orange Bird in the park, not just on the festivals. Like let him be the star of the festival, but. Yeah, they definitely should, you know, like a meet and greet or something would be cool or just something, yep. just something more, more magic bird. I, I'm, I'm sorry, orange bird in, especially with where magic he's at. In- <laughs> oh, there's a new character and his name is Magic Bird. <laughs> that sounds like it. That sounds like a magic band. It's a magic bird. <laughs> magic bird sounds like an NBA documentary from the 80s. I just magic feel like, bird. I mean, the trouble with the. Orange Bird is, although it's cool, especially for me that that loves the Orange Bird to have this stuff pop up. I just feel they're missing the mark on this because there's no there's no backing of it. Nobody really knows. I know the most part, mm. unless you're a diehard. You're right. Really, what is the Orange Bird and why is he here and why look, is he part Stephanie's of the asking. garden? Yes, yeah, Stephanie's perfect example. She's asking. Out of the or, <laughs> exactly, but or is that one of the cool things that what's is that maybe one of the things that makes Orange Bird so cool is that. It's not all over the place that you only get it in, in tiny amounts that it makes it kind of, you know, cool. Like if it was all over all the time, then maybe he kind of loses that magic that he has. But because he's he's really only in one little section of Animal King, I'm sorry, Magic yeah. Kingdom and at the, the Flower and Garden Festival, maybe that's what gives him his special. It's almost like a special appearance when you do have, have him around. You know well, what I mean? I, I get that and I'm OK with that. I just feel like 
why can't we have the actual orange bird? Like I said, like the carrot. Right. No, I, I, I agree, he, but he could only be able to pop up occasionally too. And I'd be okay with that. But I just feel like we're missing the actual orange bird. Yeah. As a limited thing, even like Scrooge, you only see like at Christmas time, but you do see him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, he's there and orange bird. We just, I don't know. I think it'd be a nice, they used to do it. So it's mm-hmm. not like it never happened, but it would be nice to bring him back. Yeah. the costume A lot of skirting around it. They do a lot of little things on the outside. They kind of do sprinkle stuff and that's pretty. Yeah. Cool. Well, now that Dan said it on the show, it might happen. Yeah. You've been a bit of, you've yeah. been a, you, Dan, you've been a bit of a Disney soothsayer as of late. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you never know. Boy, would I be happy about that. Oh, could you even... Uh, we recently learned that there will be new name tags for cast members mm-hmm. to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Disney World. Now it's been announced that Legacy cast members will be also receiving a new name tag. The Walt Disney Legacy Award recognizes cast members who go above and beyond to dream, create, and inspire both fellow cast members and guests with recipients identified by, as we know, their iconic blue name tag. The new name tag will be enhanced with iridescent accents and holographic gold foil. Legacy cast members are nominated not by guests for this award, but rather by their co-workers, which makes this award special because it is co-workers recognizing another's hard work. You saw the pins. They're very similar to the blue ones out, except um, there's kind of a a sparkle over the entire blue name tag Ooh. and then this uh iridescent kind of trim going on. I mean the the regular cast members got the white ones. Yeah. With that trim. Yeah. That's cool. I mean I think it's nice that they're not that's a small detail they they could have not even touched. Of course. What makes them them? But I I love that the cast members I, I've seen a lot of people posting just they're mm-hmm. so happy to be like included in the celebration and just this little this little name tag means a lot. So I think yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a cool idea, you know, especially yeah. when you're especially being with- nominated by your peers. That's yep. bigger than anything. Yep, even bigger. Yeah, and a lot of them. There's some videos going around that were surprised with the name tags, like they Aww. filmed them getting them. And oh, open. very cool. Uh, yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I will point out if you're ever in Disney World and maybe you have something embarrassing or something that you're like hesitant to ask somebody about if you do track down someone with the blue name tag you do know that you're going to get that extra special mm-hmm. handling because yep guys get this for being that good absolutely yeah good that's a great point actually yeah good point it kind of highlights them. well and with that i'm going to throw it to gene who is back with the news oh I, I am and, and and i got news for you guys one take or my name is Gene One Take Manny. Yeah, that's right there. We'll see about that. So, let, let, yeah, I th- thank you, Stephanie. I know you knew it. I knew Stephanie believed in me. I do. Well, let's, we let, let's let's see how I do. You ready? All right. Well, first, the Disney College Program has returned to Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World President Jeff Valley shared a post on Instagram. Welcoming, welcoming the first batch of Disney Pro- College Program cast members. The Disney College Program ended last year when the COVID-19 pandemic began and cast members were sent home. June 15th marked the first day of new cast member arrivals for the reinstated program. We actually just spoke recently about uh, a friend of the show, Jeremy from the Cast Conversations podcast, is actually going to be in the Disney College Program as well. Um, yeah. uh, I, I maybe want to enroll just so I can try it one day. Suddenly, <laughs> it was shut down again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also, 
What's next? The star of the record-breaking Disney Plus series Loki has switched things up again with a new outfit in Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure. Based on this week's episode of Loki, he now appears in his meet and greet in this new Time Variance Authority suit and variant jacket. The mischievous anti-hero appeared last week in his TVA prisoner outfit. It's unknown if Loki will don a new outfit after every episode, but fans of the series will want to keep an eye out for those limited time costumes. That's and a yeah, cool saw, idea. It's mm-hmm. awesome, actually. I saw a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the video and, and and of people getting to see him in in uh, out in, in, in the Marvel campus. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was an, actually a really awesome idea the way they the way they did it. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a great series. It's going to be a fun show. Have all of and, you guys seen um, it? No, no. Okay. Well, well, yeah, we'll hold off on spoilers then. It's, it's a lot of people that don't watch them until the series yeah. is done, you know. So. I have, and you know what? Shame on me though. I, I haven't. The only thing, the thing I got to catch up on. I haven't seen Cruella yet. That's my. Uh, we're gonna watch that tomorrow oh. night. Oh man! I know. I've I've heard phenomenal things. We're actually. It's gonna be. We're actually having a movie night tomorrow. My, I, it's me, the wife, my daughter, her boyfriend. Roll. We're gonna all watch it. My son's probably too cool. He's probably the gonna hit. Wife. Well, my wife. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. wife. How about just Jess? Well. Well, throw it out there a little bit instead of the wife, right? <laughs> he did let you back into the house. Yeah, that it's a great, that's, that's a great point. Although the locks were changed. Other, listen, Love you, Jess. Um, well, you're going to do movie night, definitely. Make sure you watch after the credits because it's a great scene like we talked about last week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember you mentioning it. And thank God you mentioned it because I, I didn't want to miss it. So I'm, I'm excited to know what that is too. Don't, you know, spoilers on that. I'm excited yeah. to see it. But um, yeah, so actually some really great news for me, at least. And I think a lot of people, because there was a lot of people in an uproar about this. You guys covered it last week. Is uh, those Ohana noodles. When it was first announced that the restaurant was reopening next month, we found out the guest's favorite dish was missing from the menu and people were outraged. And I agree. It was like, it's a staple of Ohana's. Where, why would it go? But, um, a change.org petition was created to bring back the yakisoba noodles everyone loves so much. The petition apparently worked and Disney is bringing them back. If you would like to indulge in these popular noodles, you can make your reservations now. And let me tell you something. I, I know it sounds my- silly. <laughs> I, let me say this i know you say well they're just noodles they're really good noodles i, I gotta try these i haven't tried them yet i know they went through a time where they i think they would stop selling them for a little bit and they went with like a fried rice and then they went back to the noodles they're re- they really are good they're, and it's just a staple of the meal that they have it well, if, if people are holding petitions obviously it must be good I mean, change.org does like important, like political, <laughs> um, <laughs> petitions. And I didn't even know about this petition on change.org about this. I didn't even know about that. But to hear that somebody actually put a petition to bring like yakisoba noodles at Ohana's on change.org, yeah. I gotta tell you, That's checkmate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we were again, first world problems, but we haven't had them. And we're like, okay, when we go back, we're definitely, and this is before this news, yeah. we're definitely having those noodles. And then this gets announced. It's oh like, God, what? Great. And, and neither of you guys have Right, you guys haven't been Ohana's for dinner, just breakfast, right? No, we planned on it the next. I, I like it. The breakfast was good. I love the dinner like that much over even the breakfast. Though, I mean, it's yeah. not the same experience because it's not character. Although they do have some like some shows for like or some stuff for the kids to do, but so it's not. But it's just not the same thing. But I find the food ten times better than the, the breakfast food. Like I, I, I personally I love the breakfast. So, the dumplings, the, the the noodles, they come with the meat on the, on the skewers. It's really just a phenomenal experience. It really okay. is. Yeah, I can't believe it's a we did already because it's totally up my alley. You guys would love the food there. Guaranteed. Well, all you guys. It's phenomenal. It really is. 
What do you have? To yeah, say? I have been there you a have? long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Was it the same? Was it the same theming and or like, yeah, but, idea? I don't think. What? <laughs> it was a long time ago, like in the nineties or so, or no, it was like early two thousands. Um, was it the same thing though with the noodles and they came with the skewers? Do you I remember? I think so. All I remember, of course, is I had a waffle ice cream dessert with like lattice caramel stuff on it. That's all you remember the That's dinner? all I remember. I mean, I think I probably had a grilled cheese and fries. I had them make me something. <laughs> like, I, was like, I just don't care about restaurants. You know, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> eat so we can get on the people mover. But yeah, it was it was dinner. Well, I tell you with the chicken wings too. Like that's that's a day where if I go to there, I might just say, okay, well, I'll have meat today because yeah, the chicken wings are intense, man. They really they're really out of this world. All about the chicken wings. I remember it being an amazing meal. But it's got to be crisp. Yeah, they're not. They're not like liquidy. They're not like slimy. Uh, oh, I hate those gross. watery. Yeah. yeah, they're not like that. They're they're yeah. phenomenal. It's not like hot wings. They're different. It's like you know, it's a different seasoning they use all together. But um, it's it's a great dining experience. It's not like fine dining like you would have it like yeah, you know, at like the Flying Fish or something like that. It's more like laid back and kind of comfort food, but like excellent. It, I mean, I, we, were, we were in there and mm-hmm. you know i was kind of eyeing up people's dishes to see oh, what yeah. that looked like and i was like oh man I know. <laughs> yeah and it's it's all you can eat so like go in yep. there and, and have a field day man yep. oh okay yep. it was definitely different theming when i <laughs> i did not know that part i didn't oh yeah it's it's oh, yeah. You, it's family style How breakfast breakfast look at me it's family style. So they come and they oh. put as it's like endless food. Like, so you're finally saying I'm done. They, they, they will keep coming back and loading up, you know, and, and the, oh. um, so and the like, bread pudding they have there is like, I love bread pudding. Or a garden grill. It's, is too. Mm. yeah, they, and they make it really good. They're, they're like known for the, for that. There you okay. go. All right. On to the next one. Popular Disney jewelry designer Alex Anani has filed for bankruptcy. The company what? said it will continue to operate while working with creditors and restructuring during the bankruptcy proceedings. Fans are still able to find their products online and at the Disney theme parks. I'm surprised at that because I feel like they were so huge. Like, yeah, was it like, just, was there any like, you know, financial malfeasance? Like, what happened that you didn't, that, that, that would you, be like hearing Pandora Charms. Yeah. Out of business. Right. Or filing bankruptcy. Don't you think the majority of their sales are online anyway? So, like, why would it, why would the pandemic I don't have know. that big a deal? Unless it's the people spending. I just, yeah. I think it's over. I think that that's they, they have, they have declined and maybe that was part of it, but they were so huge. We figured they would just, like, I, it's almost like that they, like, just overspend because they thought this was like a never ending gravy train. And now they just didn't have money to pay bills. Let me get this in here quick, uh, so the people that are listening can t- can get this. Because I need these bracelets a little bigger. I have a Christmas one that I force my hand into with lotion to get it on. Wait, do they make them for men though? I thought they were just for. I thought they were just women's. No, they don't make them for men. That's the hello. <laughs> yeah. That's why I need it a little bit yeah. bigger. Yeah. I can get so it on, a- but it takes a while. Yeah. So we need a men's line. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Should. Remember, uh, they have a lot more uh, merchandise besides Disney. Like I had one of their necklaces on today that was Mother Teresa, like little pendant thing, you know, so they have a lot more, you know, so maybe that failed. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when my wife and daughter were like, really, like every time we went, we had to get a couple of the charms and stuff so, or a couple, of, you know, yeah. so they were, they were really into it. And then you're right. Like I realized it kind of just faded. Like they just, they weren't as crucial. Like, I mean, we'd go to like, yeah. it, over. I don't know if they still have the the spot in the American pavilion and, and um, in Epcot where you could get them. But I remember we'd go into that area and 
every time we go into Epcot, we'd have to stop at the American Pavilion to get get a an Alex Zanotti one. And then in Disney Springs, we'd always so we they'd come back from every trip and get like you know one or, you know a couple each. And then you know so but I've also noticed the last few times we've been to Disney, it wasn't like oh, I got to get another. What does Alex Zanotti have now? Like let me see. So I feel like they the popularity might have just kind of fizzled out a little bit. You know, yeah. I'll say two things. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think they've been a little lazy on designs. I agree. Enough. Second, yeah. it's an extremely small space for design. So it's mm-hmm. not like a magic band where you have that big strip on each side to put, you know, cool mm-hmm. things on. You're pretty limited with that small. It's like almost like a dime. I yeah, mean, it's like an Instagram profile. So picture. unless you're doing like a face of a character, Sorry. it's kind of tough. That's a good point. Well, I got one last one. Whoa. Josh Damaro, chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products has today taken to the official Disney Parks blog to thank fans and cast members as the company reaches a reopening milestone. For the first time in 17 months, all of the Disney theme parks across the world are open to guests. The Disney Parks chairman said to our guests and fans, thank you for supporting us and standing by us. We're honored that you've stuck with us through a very difficult time, and I'm moved by the imaginative waves you've kept the Disney magic alive in your own families and communities during our closures. Seeing you back in our parks and resorts has been amazing. To our cast members, crew members, Imagineers, and employees, thank you for preserving and keeping the faith from work and from home. You're the heartbeat of all that we do and the true source of Disney magic. I love seeing you and saying hello and catching up. Josh Finnis's message with, as you can see, we have a lot to celebrate and we're incredibly optimistic about our future. The world is beginning to recover and reopen. And while we still have a lot of work ahead, we will always rise to the challenge and opportunities that shape our businesses and embrace a future full of endless possibilities. And that quote alone is the difference between Josh tomorrow. And Bob Chapsick Chapik. I was yep. thinking the same thing. That's how you talk to Disney fans. Yep. Josh Tomorrow gets it right yep. at every chance. Even when, when the shutdowns first happened, he went face to face to cast members. You don't see you don't see big presidents of huge companies like this go down to the factories and speak to their, their the workers on the line very often. He yep. did it. Those are the guys that he's in a position where usually they just send someone to tell everybody. He went and he bit the bullet himself to say, guys, I'm sorry, but this is what we have to do at this point. And you know what? When he says some of these things that he says, whether it's just lip service or not, it doesn't feel like lip service. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And right language. If, if they both have people writing their quotes for them, they they don't have the same guy writing their quotes for them. Like, we're not going to pick on Chapic, Chapstick. We won't do that. But it just shows you the huge difference between the two. One guy really never says the right thing ever. And another guy says the right thing almost all the time, even almost 100% of the time. And not only does he always say the right thing, his actions speak volumes going to the parks to, when, during shutdowns to be there and, and look the people in his, in their eyes that, that work there and say, I'm sorry, this is what we need to do to move forward. I apologize that this is what he went there and he bit the bullet face to face. And that isn't even a quote. That's just him shows you the man, the character of the man that he is. Yep. And, and then when you hear him speak, he says the right thing every single yep. time. And unfortunately, on the other side, it's not that way. It's really like, I feel like it's like the villain in the face. That, you know, that, that's what it is. It's one's the villain and one's the, one's a Disney villain. And right. he's like the Disney hero. They really, they yeah. should, they should make a, a film series about these two guys. You know, kudos to Josh tomorrow. He's the guy if I would love to see running everything. Disney doesn't need a renaissance right now. They're not even in dark times other than what's going on with the pandemic. I think if you put him in charge, they would 
just straight shot right past even as good as things have been right now and as profitable as things have been now. I mean, if it wasn't for COVID, who who knows really what heights they could have been to? And that's not who's running it. That's just because Disney is a machine that just prints money, right? right? But if you put a guy that's as capable as Josh Tomorrow in charge of it, could you imagine how even more successful it would have been or, or would be or could be? So I honestly really do. He's not, he's not an old man. He's got a lot of time left. I really do feel like he's the future of Disney. And I feel like maybe he'll be eventually the guy. We've said it a million times. And I look forward to that day because he's truly someone that gets it. Like he'll, yeah, he'll still I mean, make, they're not going to not make any less money with him in charge and not the other guy. I think people will still spend money either way, right? Disney prints money like we, like I just said. Course. But he'll give he'll I think he'll just come up with better stuff that people will spend even more money on. I agree. Uh, and when he says I love seeing you and saying hello and catching up, he totally does. And you mm-hmm. see in yeah. all these videos where it's mm-hmm. not a pre-planned thing that he says. Some fan says something to him and he stops what he's doing and walks back to the person and will talk to him for a while and answer questions. There's countless videos of him doing that. It shows that not only he cares about us, but he just cares about it. He's he gets excited about the same stuff we do. Yeah. So that's exactly who we want. It doesn't feel like lip service or photo ops. It feels like genuine. It just it just feels genuine. And that's not only is it different than the service we've gotten from from Disney bigwigs as of late. It's just different than you expect from any big business. From yeah. any major corporation, you don't expect the guy that's one of the top guys in the company to really be that in tune with customers and employees at a, at a lower level. But he is, and he, he just gets it, man. Whether it's phony or not, who knows? But it works. Whatever he's doing, keep doing it. And hopefully, I, I look forward to the day that he's the guy, the main guy. Yep. If Chapek continues <laughs> saying comments that he can't get himself out of, he might just get himself out of there. I don't know. Well, even without the comments... It should still be tomorrow, man. Yeah, he'll he'll make it maybe sooner than later. Do you think? Do you think tomorrow ever sits back and looks at some of these comments the other guy says, and he's like, "You gotta be kidding!" Yeah, like what is? I would love to know what tomorrow thinks of of uh, like if you gave him some truth to me, like what do you think of Bob Chapik? I wonder if he'd really be like what he would really say, or maybe Chapik's really a, a decent guy, and I would love to know what some of these other big timers at Disney really feel about him personally. Like, like they got to see some of these comments and be like, "You gotta be kidding!" They're like, man, you can't be saying that. Like, oh, yeah. really? Like, really, dude? Yeah, but let's get to the uh, let's get to our Disney TV Plus and Movie Minute. Disney TV and Movie Minute. <laughs> All right, so this week's Disney TV Movie Minute brought to you as always by JSA Creations and Joey. What do JSA Creations always do? We make all your ears come true. Let's see for this week's TV and Movie Minute coming to Disney Plus this Friday, June twenty fifth. Disney's Bunk Season Four which is coming back, back for another exciting summer at the sometimes struggling Camp Kikiwaka uh, in rural Maine are the enthusiastic camp owner-director Lou, counselors Ava and Noah, and returning campers Destiny, Mateo, and Finn are all ready to tackle new and hilarious adventures. They welcome witty and charming Parker Preston, who arrives to stake his 15% claim to the camp and brings his own over-the-top ideas that don't necessarily mesh with Lou's. So, 15%. It's, it sounds like an explosive situation. Yes. Oh, I hope they move this to Wednesday. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, this has Emmy written all over it. <laughs> oh my god. All right, and next up we got uh, season six of Running Wild with Bear Grylls, which he's a survivalist. Anyone that's seen him, he usually takes celebrities on survival trips. It's almost like Survivor and stuff. Guy's pretty extreme. Awesome guy to watch if you ever like that kind of stuff. Also, we've got When Sharks Attack. You got to always love that. Seasons one through six. With the number of reported shark attacks around the world on the rise, the series investigates the attacks to find out what is affecting some of the nature's most feared fishes. 
So be very interesting. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I love any, I like Shark Week, I like any of that stuff. Yeah, but Shark Week's awesome. Very interesting when they do a lot of the studies and stuff like that to see how far they travel. Sometimes it makes sense of why some of these things happen, but sometimes it's it's a lot of guessing. Because I also really like shows on dolphins. Well, we're going to have a lot less shows on dolphins if Michael Jordan still keeps doing what he's oh, doing. Oh, telling you, he's not going to live that one down for a while. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, but no, I'll tell you what. I love the Nat Geo content that Disney Plus has to offer. It's, it is awesome. And that, that's the Bear Grylls stuff, the Sharks Attack stuff. I love all that nature stuff. They do an ex- I mean, Nat Geo has always been phenomenal. And I'm, I'm glad Disney Plus has a lot of that content on it because it's a good watch, man. It is. I love it. Just as good is PJ Masks. Season four, during the day, Amaya, Connor, and Greg lead totally normal lives, but they transform into superheroes during the night and use their powers to fight villains and solve mysteries. You know, I hear they, I hear okay. they have 15% powers. <laughs> I have a nephew that is like, he like loves PJ Masks. That's Isn't like his, what? yeah, like my, my, yeah, my nephew is like, he had, he had his birthday party. I think we, he just had his last birthday party. That was the theme was PJ Masks. Wow. Everything was PJ Masks. They had a PJ Masks pinata, everything. It was PJ Masks. <laughs> yep. Wait, are you kidding? I no, he, I, I never heard of it until I went to that party and they would tell me he, my ne- shout out to Mikey. He's a little, a little guy. My nephew Mikey, he is a huge PJ Masks. Masks kid loves it, loves it, loves it. Never heard. And, uh, yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't until his birthday party, and then that's since then I've become a big fan. I am the biggest fan. Of PG have you Masks. seen seasons one through three? Well, no, I haven't. But oh, okay, you just have the cheat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, he uh, he loves that show, and it's it's big with the little guys though. Like like Aiden, like you just said, Aiden used to watch it, right? Yeah, he used to watch. He used to watch that on stuff. I've seen a bunch of the episodes because we just sit there and watch it with him. I mean, it's a it's a cool show. You know, the kids at night dress up in their PJ and fight, outfit and fight crime. Fight, but it was always the, it was always the same kid who was the bad kid. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, it's always he's got his little bad crew. Spoiler he, alert, Joey. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steph. What else we got? Next up is a classic: Adventures in Babysitting, the 1987 movie. When her date stands her up. Chris Parker decides to pass time. Little does she know that handling a preteen is anything but passing time. <laughs> yeah. A night from hell ensues Whoa. as she keeps her trouble. Wow. I, who didn't love that? You guys all seen that original movie, right? Yeah, but not for a million years. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's, it's the old uh, Chris. It was a Christopher. Did Chris Columbus direct that? He's directed all those like, movies. I oh like, yeah, I think he did. I think it's a Chris Columbus, and it's the Elizabeth Shue vehicle. Back when Elizabeth Shue was like one of the it actresses back then in the eighties. Yeah, I love her. She was like, yeah, but she she was like what Karate Kid. That she was pretty big in the eighties. Cocktail mm-hmm. with yeah. Tom Cruise. Wasn't this always kind of cult esque? This film with yeah. a lot of people, kind of like Heather's. Okay. A lot of people have always kind of talked about this movie. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it might be one of those. Yeah, it is. I could see that. It was it was a cool movie back then, you know. And I think it had a little bit of resurgence too, years later. And I yeah, I dug it. The little kid, remember like the little the little girl was like a big Thor fan or something like that, right? Wasn't she? And like they had the guy that helped her with the tow truck was like she like gave him the the I think the hammer because she looked like Thor. You know, I, remember. I think I gotta watch this again. Yeah, we. It's, it's a funny movie. It's for kids, but I I got a kick out of it. Yeah. Well, I have one stuff. What? The Mysterious Benedict Society starts with episode one, placed undercover at a boarding school known as the Institute. A group of orphans must foil 
a nefarious plot with global ramifications while creating a new sort of family along the way. Based on the bestseller by Trenton Lee Stewart, which Time Magazine called one of the best young adult books of all time, the mysterious Benedict Society stars Emmy Award winner Tony Hale in the titular role and features a standout ensemble of young actors. Tony Hale, as you know, is best known for his role in Arrested Development as Buster Bluth. Tony is no stranger to Disney either. He is, of course, loved for his character in Pixar's Toy Story 4 as Orky. It's very kid-based, it seems, but it looks like the writing is really good, and it's got a really cool look to it. I want to see it. I'm super pumped for this one, actually. And Tony Hale is phenomenal, man. I love Tony I love Hale. Him. Veep, too. He was also in Veep. He's uh he's yeah. he's really good and that was a good yeah, show. and Arrested Development he was how funny was he in Arrested Development I know that, that was always a great show but yeah. uh, I I have something too and and this is I love this kind of stuff we got a Wolfgang documentary Wolfgang Puck is bringing his life story to the small screen Disney released the first trailer for their forthcoming documentary about the. 71-year-old famed Austrian chef. Set to start streaming on Disney Plus on Friday, June 25th, Wolfgang will follow the culinary mastermind's emotional true life story from his troubled childhood to becoming a world-renowned chef. The film first premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival on Saturday, June 12th, ahead of ahead of its stream release. <laughs> Joey's, I see Joey laughing. <laughs> it's messing oh, me up. I'm drinking. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> the line up. starts back here. Don't get a hut of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Wolfgang Puck, man. He's yeah. one of those chefs that I would love to just meet and just talk to. He, he's and awesome he in everything food. I see him on. Yeah, well, that too. I uh, love his restaurants. Although I, I I will admit, as much as I love the bar and grill, I did like the old ones better where it was more like a, a little bit more Italian food based. But I do love the bar and grill. In fact, Joey, we, act, that's where we, we had dinner that night, right? Of course. Like, I like it. I like what um, I got. But it was Wolfgang. I'm thinking that was Wolfgang's, right? Yes, it was. It was, yeah. It, it, I, I love Wolfgang Puck altogether. I think he's always got really cool dishes. I just really like Wolfgang Puck, you know? Yeah. So that's that's everything in Disney Plus this week, guys. Uh, I think we're all looking forward to another Loki and, and a lot of the other stuff going on and, and whatnot. Let's kick it over to our, our Disney Topic Talk. Disney Topic Talk. Okay, so this week the crew will be discussing what we would like to see added to Disney's Boo Bash if we were in charge. So there's a few things that, that, that maybe are lacking from this year's Boo Bash that we would like to see them incorporate if we were running things. I kind of, this, I think this should be really fun. Let's, uh, who wants to go first? Let's raise hands. I'll go. I don't, I'm Joey. <laughs> Joey's first. All right. So aside from adding the, uh, three hours that are missing from the <laughs> thing to begin with. There is um, that. And honestly, I, I'm going to approach this from, I know they're doing boobash and it's missing stuff, but I want to approach this from a fact of even the not so scary, they could do this as well. You know what I'm saying? Isn't just that the boobash, but yes, adding, you know, doubling the hours would be one, especially for the cost of this, but really. You're passionate couple, about this one. Dude. Well, it's like my favorite event. Aside from, aside from the, the uh, very Merry Christmas, this is like my favorite thing that they do. Not the boobash, but not the so dis- The after right. hours Halloween stuff. That's, Absolutely. it's my favorite all year too. It's, I like it yeah. even better than the very, the yeah, very with the Merry. decor and everything else. But really what they do in, in Daniel, you can attest this. We've talked about this before. Hit it with the Daniel. Well, yeah. no, I didn't say, I didn't say Daniel. Did I? Oh. He, he said. You definitely said Daniel. I, think it just I thought he right. said Daniel. No, Daniel. Dan will know. Oh, Dan will know. Thank oh, you. okay. Come on, guys. Like, oh, that's cool. So we had talked about this before. What they do 
generally is really cool. I like it, but they need to adultify it. So what we really need to, what they really need to do is, you know, maybe you do, you know, your boo bash where they do the regular thing that they're doing, you know, on a Friday, but maybe a certain few times a month. So maybe two times a month, they do the regular one, maybe two times there, or at least even after an after hours thing, make it for adults, allow adults to dress up because they're not, you know, like basically can't. And yes, you're allowed to use masks within that. The food needs to be changed as well because it, it doesn't have to be just the same. It has to be geared towards more adults. Maybe even do the uh, maybe sell the the alcoholic shots or something like that. You know when they when they do that stuff and costume contest. Definitely, oh, I love that idea. Costume contest, yeah. uh, especially for like I said, adults. Because man, obviously I'm I'm big into making costumes and cosplay and all that other stuff that I've done for Aiden. So I think that would be awesome. You get to some of the best things about those. You get to see some of the coolest, original, and talented people that aren't in like any type of industry. They just love doing it. You see some of the coolest stuff that way. So for them to do something like that, change the food, have maybe some type of alcohol type of stuff in there. And that alone will be awesome, at least to me. That's pretty much my one thing that I think that they should do. You could do That's a lot of things. With- I think the, the costume contest, the thing that could be real interesting is what are the prizes? Yeah. Let I love that me, idea too, the costume contest. Something. It could be, God, you know, I don't know. Maybe you get, because the problem is you're going to have a lot of annual, you know, pass holders. So giving park passes probably is not the coolest thing. However, maybe you do park passes for, say, the water parks or something, because that usually doesn't come with the standard stuff for, for annual pass holders or credit for the stores, especially that you could do. What about extra special fast passes? Mm. And what would those extra special fast passes be, though? What would make I, them extra special is what I'm saying. Well, maybe you get more of them. Maybe you get a day of old fast passes. That would be cool. I'm thinking more of like a special only one. Like, let me tell you something. Not only one, because it would be I, multiple nights, like you said. I see where Dan's going with this. They could, they literally could give away something that's like you could only get from Disney that is like a one off or something that they mm-hmm. make. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it could be as. Uh, a special meet and greet event, you know, mm-hmm. just for these winners, because depending on what it is, people are going to put a lot into these costumes. Yes, they are. So the benefit is to Disney to, you know, kind of have this result and have all these pictures on social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so even like if you said, yeah, I, I get to win. I mean, I'll tell you what, you know, it'd be cool. One of the gravedigger shovels, the actual shovel that they use, Ooh. that would be cool. You know what I'd like to see as a prize? A t-shirt that says, I won the Disney costume contest. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> I was I'm going to go. I'm, listen, I'm going to, I know I'm no. going to go with like an actual grave digger shovel, something you could never get that you could, you know, you could lay a display just like if you were going to get I a like guitar, yep. you know, something, something like that, or maybe even a, a man, like a one, not one of a kind, maybe, but maybe a very low volume version of you know, if they made it only a small number, like a statue of the actual headless horseman on the horse holding, you know, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Something like that with like a plaque yeah. or something. I, I don't know. What about the shovel? But it's like a trophy. And on the shovel, on the, 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 the spoon part of the shovel, it engraved of 2021 contest, costume contest winner. Yeah. Yes. The spoon. That would be cool. Art. The spoon. <laughs> what do you what do you call it on the shovel? What is, was that like? What do they call that? The mouth? I don't know. What do they call that? Spade. Yeah. Spade. <laughs> I won't go with Spade. There you Spoon. go. I wonder what he's thinking of. <laughs> Ice cream. Oh, I thought he'd win a cookie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But let me tell you, I, I think that would be awesome. And then, they, you know, too, they could even, you know, Disney could feature, especially they do the photos, they could feature you on their the website. Yeah. I, I love the costume contest idea. Yeah. And you know what? 
And not only to say, I say you could even do that for kids. Let, let kids be part of it. Or even how about like a, what about even like they have an event and like you can sign up the same way you can sign up to do like the Jedi training thing in, in, in Hollywood Studios. Right. You could sign up to be part of the contest, the, the costume runway. And maybe it's not even a contest, but the kids get to do like a runway, like a red carpet runway and show off their costumes down like one of the sections, maybe down Main Street or something. That would be kind of cool. Mm. Right. I get it. The only thing with that is, and it would be tough because, you know, they would have to do a cutoff and you'd have to register. Yeah. Think about it. Well, you know, maybe it's first so fifty amazing. guests that, are, that that sign up, and if you don't sign up, Tom, right. maybe another time. But Dan's right; people would go. I, I mean, I would work for months. I would work the whole year on something. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, to make sure yeah. that I listen. You came thing. up with cool costumes with with, with Aiden. You know, yeah, yeah. In, well, he's, in he, it was funny because of those things. He's won contests here. Just yeah, that we've gone to you know that I didn't even know they were having a contest. I'm like, oh, enter Aiden, and then he wins it, of course. But that would be awesome. So yeah, I, I think in a, in a in adult themed like Boobash or whatever they want to call it, if they want to call something different, and you know have the the costume contest within it, along with more adult oriented foods and things like that. You know, some of the awesome treats that they have. So yeah, that's me. Cool, I love that idea, man. Really, really good one. Let's uh, let's kick it over to Dan and Steph. Right. My idea is to take Cinderella's castle where they do the um, royal table, turn it into the villain pavilion, and there are special characters in there, and alcohol is served and throughout for the whole event. It's like a 30-minute time slot that you get in there. But you don't have to pay for that. Alcohol you would have to pay for. And special now, is, is that like just wine, or is that like, like mixed drinks, like a bar? Alcohol. So like like a bar, like a full bar, yeah. not just like you can get a beer. Yeah. Yes, a wine and you know not just wine, but special drinks to sleeping death cocktails, that kind of thing. Maybe a but, certain select batch of cocktails, yeah, not a that, full. Not so maybe full like some. Sp- it would be cool if they had like some signature cocktails for the event. Yeah, just for the event. Well, of course. Yeah. That's I mean the sleeping death cocktail, which I don't know what would be in it, but it would be an alcoholic beverage. Would it have vermouth? Maybe not like. Sure. I don't drink, so I don't know. I don't know. But you would have characters in there that you don't, you know. Like who? Like that you don't have normally walking around the park. Um, like Stromboli. Mm. And I love Stromboli. Yeah, I do too. So at this. I'm at the food. Yeah, we know. Well, I'm at the food. So <laughs> at this villain pavilion, I think they should serve sweet Strombolis, which, you know, is like a little Stromboli, but a sweet version. Okay. You know? Yeah. And Dr. Facilier shadow cookies. That's a chocolate cookie. <laughs> and when you cut into it, it's purple and green. There you go. Yeah. I like it. I like the, I like the old school route on that one. Yeah. yeah. Like Stephanie, you had me a sweet stromboli. I know. Why don't they make that? That should be a thing. Like, which, oddly enough, <laughs> which oddly enough, in high school was my nickname. Is that sweet it? stromboli. So a, a caramel apple. and oh, Like a candy apple. Is, yeah, but. Candy apples are so hard to eat. Dan doesn't like candy apples. And no. Dan doesn't like candy apples. That's why I apples. told her she couldn't use those. Yeah. So a caramel apple, but the caramel is green. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Here. I also thought possibly you could go with more of a cooked apple that does, you do the pre, you know, that's warm. Yeah. Yeah. That might be kind of a good. Little, yeah. That'd be good to go with the Almost Sunday-esque yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that apple would be that. Yeah. So just kind of a it, not not an all night thing. Couldn't hang out all night in there. You do to make a reservation because I don't think it'd be possible. If you, but just something elegant for I like the name adults. Pavilion Pavilion. Yeah, I do too. It's catchy. Yeah, and character you know special characters that you don't plus see around Stephanie. Where. Not only is it kind of a unique event, but 
it's in a unique location that most people would never really get to go into. So that's cool too. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good job, Steph. Yeah, Thanks. Good job. Thanks. I like the yeah, show. That, was, that was not. There was nothing like mine, other than being adult. Yeah, it was it? Totally was. <laughs> well, the, the adult okay. part. But I think both. I mean, both ideas were still very different. I think awesome. Both ideas. So. Dan, what do you got, Dan? Uh, I know Dan's going to blow us all away, right? I know, right? Probably I not. I honestly, I didn't get too crazy on this one. Oh, it's real good. What do you got, right? Snooze Fest? I came up with one that applies to both because I was thinking like <gasps> Joey and Stephanie with the adult version. Okay. So I wanted, you know, what I hate and a lot of us hate is the overlay of the Haunted Mansion. We think it should be its own. We don't, we don't want to mess with, um, an iconic ride. Now I thought, well, what about going to the train? That's not exactly, it's an iconic ride, but it's not, you're just on a train, you know, and you're, you're seeing the park. So I thought, oh, that would be when the Disney railroad haunting, we will go. There's two versions. There's one for it. I would say it's only going to be there in October. And then there's one for normal, you know, that kids can see. And then there's a version which will be the adults. And so I thought they could wrap that train magnetically with a wrap that would be more purple and dark, you know, and have the haunting we will go kind of going on it and then i thought they could do a lot of like dry ice effects on the floors yeah but what you would do is it would be the same train ride and even if tron would be holding us up we would go as far as we could go and come back but let's just go imaginary land and have it be a full train yeah i want to have it be overlaid in a sense but have like the Disney characters, like let's say the Fab Four in like skeleton outfits and they're in those trees and in those woods. Along, yeah, along the path. As right? you're on, yeah, as you're on the train, you're looking at the stuff you normally see, like even Indian Village or whatever, but you create this haunted kind of forest yeah. park. And that's, that, cool. and that's mm-hmm. what you do. And then for the for the vill- uh, villain version, the adult version, you know, you change out those characters and go scarier. And I like the idea of random characters from the haunted mansion just walking on the train and sitting down and not saying oh. a word, and not saying a word. Yeah, right. Oh, like just sitting right stuff. right next to like the passengers, like just yeah. sit, like and just like looking at them creepy and not saying it. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be awesome. Obviously, this could only be for an adult, like yeah. with kids. But I love that idea of just the random total ghosted out but i think it'd be really cool to like see you know even if it's the kids one with donald in a in a halloween outfit peeking behind these trees and stuff the thing you said about the bone yeah i said they're being skeleton outfits you know and i just think it'd be kind of fun because it's at it's at night there's not really normally anything you can see that much anyway on it right in the dark so they could be illuminated they could be you know light you know rope light type i love it i think it's a cool idea I think yep. that's a missed opportunity to do things with um, and not screw with attraction. I did that idea. Even have them like simulated running up to the train, like trying to get to the train yeah. as you're passing by, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haunted Mansion guys or something like that. That'd be cool. Yep. I like that. Like awesome. where you go into like the Frontier train station and stuff, and there's that section where it's kind of the walkway where they do the parade in over there, you know? Yep. You could have a staged area now for whatever you would come up mm-hmm. with. And it would could even have a backdrop for these yeah. for this trip. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I do like Dan's idea with the dry ice or that type of. It would be cool if they could do that around the whole park. Really, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah. I love be, it. But I like the train. That's a good idea. Me too. Good one. So nice work. Go. Mine is obviously has to deal with food. Food, of course it does. 
<laughs> All right, so we got Halloween, right? A spooky time of year. What's what well, time we start talking about food? I know. I mean, I've been waiting, but obviously Halloween, spooky time of year. What's one of the spookiest places you're going to be able to get a snack in all of Disney? Gideon's. Well, Gideon's. Yeah, Gideon. I would love to see in front of the Haunted Mansion, not in the Haunted Mansion, but in front of that little where it kind of goes in, a Gideon's Bakehouse pop-up shop. And they would have right in front of the Haunted Mansion with a meet and greet with the one and only Gideon from the, the picture, that yeah. creepy looking kid. Yep. Get me someone in a meet and greet yeah, with him. That, and that picture freaks out Aiden. He does not like it. It, it, it's a creepy picture, but have someone dressed up like that and be in there, meet and greet. You can take a picture with him. You could hand you your cookies. Oh. It's the perfect shop to have a pop-up shop in in Disney during during the Boobash. Have a pop-up shop. Everyone listen, who doesn't – everybody loves Gideon's. It's it's become a phenomenon, right? Have a pop-up shop that you put out there during the Boobash, right in that little alcove area, like right that little indent area in front of the mansion, not behind the gates, still in front of it. And again, have a meet and greet with Gideon, the little creepy kid. Um, special they already do a special Halloween cookies, but maybe only something that you can only get at this pop-up shop. Like they have the Frankenstein cookie. I think they have another one that is only out for the month of October. But you can get those, but you can also get like a special Gideon's Bakehouse pop-up shop cookie. At the Haunted Mansion. Maybe something to do with Haunted Mansion themed. And, uh, I, I, you know, Gideon's, it's Halloween every day, right? And Gideon's, you walk in there and it's Halloween every single day. The decor in there is outstanding. It's one of the best themed places in the whole, in the whole spring. It does look like something that would be themed inside the theme parks. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's how well it's done. And I I think in the outside. Um, yeah, they do a great job of it. And I think if you took that theme and made a little creepy looking stand and had that creepy looking Gideon kid sitting there, never saying a word, never changing his face, just a straight frown on his face all the time and just being super creepy, quiet, kind of like Dan had the idea on the, on the train with just quiet. No facial expression, blank stare, which is just creepy in general. And having, you know, take a picture, get your cookie, have a special cookie just for the Boobash event, yeah. I think would be, um, it to me, it sounds like it would be a no brainer. I don't know why they, they don't, it, it getting so synonymous now with Disney, get them in the parks, man. Get, you know, put that stuff, put those cookies in the parks. Yeah. They should really find a permanent spot somewhere near the Haunted Mansion. If Haunted Mansion. It would make sense. I mean, it's, you could make it really, even if you wanted to, you know, the size of uh, Memento. Memento yeah. Memory. Yeah. The only thing that makes it hard is that it generates such lines I that know. to have a have a regular shop in there at any to go at at any point in the day would might, it might be a little bit harder. Or maybe that it's in the park. Maybe it wouldn't be. Maybe because there's so many other things to do in the park that it wouldn't be that bad. And you could always get your Gideon's Bakehouse well, cookies. Yeah. At or the maybe, they, maybe they make smaller ones. Yeah. Like, or make small. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe they modified or something. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah. But that, that that's part of it is the fact that it's a huge oh, heavy cookie. It. That's part of it, but I would love to see them do something because I think it would be a great fit in in yep. right in front of the Haunted Mansion, a little creepy wow. looking shack that you could just pop up for you know, like you know, like a little kiosk and and have. I feel like the meet and greet with Gideon, man. I would love to see that. That would be something I think would be really cool, and I think it would. I really do think it would be a huge hit, as all these ideas would be. I love all these ideas, and I, I just think it would be. I think they it would be a huge yeah. hit. They would definitely be a money maker for sure. You know, yes. like I'm not saying you got to give out free cookies. That would be great, but I'm not saying you have to give out free ones. Right. But you know, you know that if they did it, there'd be a huge line of people. Oh, yeah. paying for paying well, paying for the cookies. So I'm they do now. So I'm all for Gideon's for sure. So yeah. I'm good with that idea. Cool. Ooh. That would be awesome. Ah. Yeah, the kid would fit right in with the the haunted mansion. Oh yeah, the decor yeah. there, the characters, that- the way they present themselves. Yep. Yeah. And sure. I think there's something to be said for the uniqueness of only getting it at the event for all kinds of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Don't think they look at that enough. Like 
the cards that they used to do, unfortunately, I, I would imagine they're not doing them anymore. Uh, the sorcerer cards for the events. That was a great yeah. example of mm-hmm. you can only get them at the event and then yeah. they're gone. That's it. So why don't we do that with more stuff? They You're right. For sure. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for this week's show. A lot of great ideas for uh, through Topic Talk for what we would like to do with Boobash if we were running the show. Uh, so before we get out of here, though, let's do some thank yous and some announcements. Uh, first, let's thank our sponsor, Magical Travel by Brian. As we said earlier, you can always go to him to help book the most magical trip. He does them all. Disney, Universal, cruises, Caribbean resorts, destination weddings. He does it all. You're going to want to reach out to him by checking out the website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com or by phone, 1-800-883-1535, extension, Dan? Double nickel. That's right. And by email, brian at magicaltravel.com. And Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N. Make sure you check him out. And if you're trying to book a trip, you need a little bit of help. Even if you don't need help, it's free services, man. So why not have somebody do all that stuff for you? But then we also, uh, we just want to say thank you for him for being a sponsor. And then also with some announcements, uh, I know we, we, we just recently bring, brought back the Disney dollar game and we will, it's been a little bit on hiatus just with this little bit of uh, a health issue I got. It's taken a little bit of time and with the move and all, but that will be back soon enough with more prizes and giveaways with that. So just uh, stay tuned. We will start casting for that again. I know a couple people have already hit me up asking to be on, on Instagram. They DM me. So, uh, I've let them know. And just if you, if you have been interested in it, just, uh, sit tight. We'll, we'll start casting for that soon. And, and also. I know we didn't we didn't do an interview this week. We will be back doing interviews weekly very soon. Like I said, just, I did three uh, interviews this week. What are you talking about? With those job interviews to get on other podcasts? I was auditioning hosts. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Wow, <laughs> All right. you guys. I love Dan. Anyway, <laughs> do you know how often I get DMs from people saying, do you and Dan really argue? I'm like, no, Dan's like, one of, Dan is one of my best friends on the planet, man. I love that dude. Like, we just have some fun. But there's sometimes people that will really, I know they probably think it's, they're probably just joking. But people will ask me, like, do you and Dan really got to get along? And I'm like, no, it's just jokes, man. I hate that dude. Yep. Also, too, like I, I mentioned it earlier, I will be uh, off the air probably for a couple weeks by early, by late June. No, probably more like early July, early to mid July, and Dan will will cover, and we might have a, a a guest fill in for me and be part of the the show for maybe one or two of those weeks. We'll see. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for the more interviews, more Disney uh, Dollar Game. We'll be bringing those back shortly. Just gotta figure out some some doctor stuff and everything, but it'll go back. It'll be back to those old fun segments that we used to have. So just you know, stay tuned. With that, let's do some goodbyes. Joey from sunny Miami. Yeah, fun <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It, it, was, uh, listen, it was another great show. It was great having you back. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be with you guys, man. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of great ideas and stuff tonight, man. It's funny because it's when we talk about this stuff, obviously, it's, um, you know, it's just stuff that, you know, cool ideas that were coming up to the wishful thinking and all that stuff. But man, when you hear some of these, you're like, man, I really wish they could do something like that. Yeah. So it's always fun doing these. But yeah, man, it was a fun night. You know, looking forward to, to next week and, you know, glad you're back. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I, I'm, I'm glad to be back too. I'm just, even if I'm not back on the show, I'm just glad to hang out with my Disney fam. You know, missed you guys brutally over the last few weeks and, uh, just glad to see your faces again. So blessed to have you guys. But, uh, let's kick it over to the besteners of the Midwesterners. Adios, Dan and Steph. Bye. It's so <laughs> good to see you. I feel like you. I feel like when you said that, that was more of with a question mark at the end of it. It was like so good to see you. No, no, no. That's how it felt, Steph. It, it was really, really weird not seeing you. It's good to have you back, Dan. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's the one thing. When any one of us are on, 
isn't on a show, it does make the show feel different. Like when Dan and Steph weren't on a show, when Joey is on, not on, like it does feel a little different. And I, and I guess it should because we all do have our own unique kind of personalities that are what adds to it. So when one of us aren't here, it does feel, it does feel different. It does feel weird. Like, like you guys are like, like my fan. Back in the day on sitcoms when it would be an episode centered around mm-hmm. somebody and there wouldn't be one of the main cast on. Yes. And you're like, what's going on here? I yeah. Yeah. Or, or if it was like a show that dealt with one of the minor characters, but also they would like to star. Is that what you mean? Like when they like to star of that episode though? Yeah. yeah. You know why they, well, you know why they used to do that? Do you know why they used to do that? That was like spinoff testing to see if shows could, if they could carry a show and if uh, it was worth giving them a spinoff series, they would oh. do that. Well, a lot of, I mean the opposite though, actually. Oh, so oh, like, okay, yeah, you're right. Let's say Three's Company. Uh, for everybody out there, I know how y'all watch it. Let's say Chrissy isn't on an episode. Like it's odd because the whole show is based off the three of them. I hear you. So saying. a lot of times there'd be battles with contracts, and I, and I get why it happens, but it's that same feeling. It's like, yeah, this is good, but this feels off. Mm-hmm. I, if I remember correctly, they would have it where like they would be pick up the phone and Chrissy would be on the lo- other line, but you wouldn't hear Chrissy's voice. They would just yeah. be saying, "Oh, hey, Chrissy," and they would say something. Yeah. Others. I mean, yeah. except last week. In last week. <laughs> I meant it. I meant it more like if they gave Larry a full episode yeah. on Three's Company, and it was like his personal life, where you didn't really see the main cast, but you yeah. saw Larry's everyday life. And then a lot of times when they did that back in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, it was to test if they should actually get a spinoff or not. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why they did that a lot. Yeah, that's what they used to do. That well, they did it with the Ropers. True, you know. And but then Walking they Dead does that all the time. And then when your characters aren't on, you're like, "This isn't the same. Yeah. It's not the same flow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have the same flow, but it really was fun last week. It was really, really fun this week, and yeah, we're just glad you're back. Yeah, glad to be back again. And uh, you know, awesome day, guys. It was. It was. Uh, I've been waiting three weeks to get back on the air with you guys. So, um, awesome, awesome day. Yeah, check us out on our Instagram, Rock and Roll DW on Instagram. And as usual, have a rip roaring day. Yeah, Joe. And you know, what? I just realized, Joey, you didn't pitch the uh, the JSA man. Let everyone know before we get out of here where they can find JSA. Yeah, um, yeah. You can always find us on uh, Etsy, Instagram at JSA, and then Creations is 3D instead of EA. It's very simple. We got some new stuff coming out. Uh, we haven't shown off yet. I know we just released our Jurassic Jurassic Park inspired, and we've got. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Well, That's my new favorite. It. They're that good, man. Like, I I, like I said, Disney needs to to open up a, a, a shop, you guys, in in the Springs <laughs> or something. Like, they're <laughs> that good. Anyone that's ever seen your ears, they know. Well, it. I, I appreciate um, that, man. But, then you can manage a hundred printers. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> then at that point, we'll just hire people to do it because after that, I'm not doing that many. True. But, but I mean, the point. Yeah, but I will tell you, the Runaway Railways, some of my favorites that I've done, which people will see. I believe we'll probably release them next week. Very excellent. All right. So, guys, signing off for episode 40. Have a great today, a better tomorrow. We'll see you guys next time.